All right, welcome to Dinner in the Bible. So what we have for dinner, I love greens. This one's collard greens, I think. Ew. There's also mustard greens, but I thought that's like. Ew. You gotta give it a chance. And then cucumbers, and then mom's eating salad, and we're all having beer broth, fresh. Yummy. Soaked in beer for half an hour. Yummy. Um, I want to talk about science and what that means to us as a ma men and women of faith. So we're going to have Stephen Hawking response to does he believe in God? And I'm going to tell you why he's wrong. There's people are like, how can you be... Against Stephen Hawking, well, I can, and I will. Because Isaac Newton, who was, uh, you know, smarter, like 210 IQ, that's what uh, he's estimated to be, believed in God. He said the more he studied science, the more he believed in God. Because it was law and order. But anyways, yes. here we go. Listen to this. Remy, you ready? Listen. In which hydrogen atoms join to form helium, releasing vast quantities of energy in the process. So far, so good. Where does the hydrogen come from? Answer, the Big Bang. But here's the crucial bit. The laws of nature itself tell us that not only could the universe have popped into existence without any assistance, like a proton, and have required nothing in terms of energy, but also that it is possible that nothing caused the Big Bang. Nothing. The explanation lies back with the theories of Einstein and his insights into how space and time in the universe are fundamentally intertwined. Something very wonderful happened to time at the instant of the Big Bang. Time itself began. To understand this mind-boggling idea, consider a black hole floating in space. A typical black hole is a star so massive that it has collapsed in on itself. It's so massive that not even light can escape its gravity, which is why it's almost perfectly black. Its gravitational pull is so powerful, it warps and distorts not only light, but also time. To see how, imagine a clock is being sucked into it. As the clock gets closer and closer to the black hole, it begins to get slower and slower. Time itself begins to slow down. Now imagine the clock as it enters the black hole. Well, assuming, of course, that it could withstand the extreme gravitational forces, it would actually stop. It stops not because it is broken, but because inside the black hole, time itself doesn't exist. And that's exactly what happened at the start of the universe. In the last hundred years, we have made spectacular advances in our understanding of the universe. We now know the laws that govern what happens in all but the most extreme conditions, like the origin of the universe or black holes. The role played by time at the beginning of the universe is, I believe, the final key to removing the need for a grand designer and revealing how the universe created itself. As we travel back in time towards the moment of the Big Bang, the universe gets smaller and smaller and smaller, until it finally comes to a point where the whole universe is a space so small that it is, in effect, a single, infinitesimally small, infinitesimally dense black hole. And just as with modern-day black holes floating around in space, the laws of nature dictate something quite extraordinary. They tell us that here, too, time itself must come to a stop. You can't get to a time before the Big Bang, because there was no time before the Big Bang. We have finally found something that doesn't have a cause, because there was no time for a cause to exist in. For me, this means that there is no possibility of a creator because there is no time for a creator to have existed in. People want answers to the big questions, like why we are here, 
They don't expect the answers to be easy, so they are prepared to struggle a bit. When people ask me if a god created the universe, I tell them that the question itself makes no sense. Time didn't exist before the Big Bang, so there is no time for God to make the universe in. Is what about like outside the time? Aha! Uh -huh. God's literally four dimensional! God created time, <laughs> mother... <laughs> so that tells me that he never wrote oh, the Bible. Swearing. If you would read the Bible with an open mind, at least even just the first chapters of Genesis. I believe there's also a second Peter uh, saying that... Yes, time is irrelevant to God. Yeah. And, and, and once you state something, but didn't really research what the Bible was saying, and just went with certain people, popes, priests. Secular authorities. It really, it goes outside the scope of what to me, when I read it, meant. So, Genesis 1, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth. That was the Big Bang. Now the earth was formless and empty, darkness was over the surface of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the waters. And God said, let there be light, and there was light. So, to me, in the beginning, yes, that's in reference to time, but only because our nitwit minds can't understand not having time. Right? But if there was something before the Big Bang, before time, then he would have told Moses in the beginning before that. Not in the beginning when time started. In the beginning. But in the beginning before time was created. And I know that's semantics. But there's other places in the Bible that you can research where God is the Alpha or the Omega. Which is, he was before and he's going to be thereafter. Right? And there's other places where he said that time is nothing to him. One day is a thousand years. That's what you were talking about. And there's, a, there's, there's things where just at you, as you read the entirety of the Bible, time really doesn't matter to God because he's outside of it. So one of the things, of course, is the whole premise of Abraham waiting to get into heaven. Why? He waited, he's waiting in heaven because uh, he can't be near God because he has sin. So Abraham is outside of time. He's just waiting until... Everything comes but perfect. He's waiting though, so right. But if time already existed, right? Isn't he waiting? Doesn't that mean he's inside some sort of time frame? Or he's in what we call purgatory. Not purgatory. So if you watch the third, if you watch uh, Red Dwarf, there's a box where it's called a stasis box, where you stay there and time doesn't move, but every all all other time moves forward. So instead of being put in prison, you're put in stasis. And so this guy, the, the lead in this uh, science fiction story says, well, I don't wanna grow old in this stinking spaceship. So I'm gonna do something bad, like bring in a cat from another planet, which is against the rules. And then he was, he was put in stasis until he could be ejected from the ship. And he, was, he thought that was perfect. He'll close his perfect. eyes and then he'll wake up and then, you know, he'll get his, He'll get his Cummins, which is to get removed from the ship. But he doesn't want to wait in time to get removed from the ship. So to me, Abraham was in stasis. Oh yeah, his it's an it, that that is I think that is what purgatory is though, right? Uh, either that, or you can just call it Abraham's bosom. As uh, because if time existed, he would have been bones and dust. If times existed, he would have had no hair. He would have been a zombie. Yeah. 
But he was just as he was. Yes, stasis. Stasis. Which, which to me, that solves the mystery of what Stephen King or Stephen King, uh, Stephen Hawking. Stephen Hawking's didn't didn't really understand is that regardless of time started during the Big Bang, there's sometimes something out of time, right? The whole 3D experience, the whole 2D experience. If there was a dot that lived in a 2D 2D world, uh, 3D, and we're 3D, that's the same thing as God over time. It's like if a 2D person said, eh, there's no such thing as a 3D There's no such thing as a 3D person. Oh! Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, that's what I wanted to discuss today because I really do like the book, um, The Universe and Everything in It by Stephen Hawking. But there are times where I said, man, I hope people, when they read this, can also read the entirety of the Bible and make their own conclusions. And then when Stephen Hawking went to heaven and he died, he's going to be like, ah, stairs stare in the black. Gosh darn it! <laughs> Either that or just he's gonna be like looking at the stairs and be like, oh. <laughs> Okay, there's the swear word again. Oh. <gasps> uh, guys. I didn't swear this. Shiite. Alright, any other comments? No. It's a short story, but considering I, I want you guys to pursue science and all its endeavors, and by the way, a deep sea submarine was lost with, yep. a, with a billionaire in it. They paid like $250,000 for that trip. To see the Titanic. Titanic. Yeah. yeah. And they couldn't, yeah. they can't find them. The That's billionaire. That's a bad way to die. Running out of oxygen. Yeah, I'm pretty sure the person who, the engineer. Anyway, that's why I'm going to be a tide pool marine biologist. The engineer is probably going to quote unquote commit suicide. That's why I'm going to be a tide pool marine biologist. Bye.